Uh, what is up, everybody? It is time for another Hard Rock Lunchbox. In this new age, in this new world... Oh, i got to turn this on. There we go. That, that little misstep, not turning on my music, that will all become clear in a few minutes. So in this new world, this new day and age of uh, pandemics and uh, other, I feel like it is my due diligence to tell you that I am uh, quite sick. I have tested negative for COVID, uh, but I have every other flu symptom. So let's give it up for me. All right. If I had to go anywhere to do the show, I definitely would not be doing it today. I assure you. But because, but because you guys are you guys and I am me guys, uh, the show must go on. But mainly it's because it's so easy for me to do. But So if I don't talk a lot today, it's probably unlikely. If I don't talk a lot today, it has not, it's not you. It's, it's also not me. <laughs> oh, man. How is everybody doing? Just checking in on the chat here. You definitely do not have to listen to this show carefully today. Today today will be... I mean, I'll have a couple things to talk about like right right now, but I think the rest of the show is going to be like commentary and uh, music, mainly. I didn't even pull new music. I am so, so tired. I, I woke up today thinking like... I was so hopeful I was going to feel better today. I just... I took like a lethal dose of NyQuil, uh, cold and flu, and I thought that was going to do it. And I did sleep, but man, I just... I feel awful. It was funny like i was just double checking like to see the differences between covid and flu because there's actually some subtle differences and uh, i don't know if this is one of those psychosomatic things but i looked it up but like runny nose is like a big one for flu and i was like that's so weird i don't have that but guess guess who has just walked into the building yeah it's mr runny nose mr r nose his friends call him runny and uh you know i call him i call him runny which is kind of close but uh yeah so there's everybody doing i don't I really don't know anything. It's so funny. Like, everything I know about this uh, Johnny Depp trial, I learn here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and not even from me. So thank you guys for being, like, pseudo-court reporters. I don't know. But apparently, uh, apparently, quote, she is getting smashed on the stand by Camille. I'm going to assume she is Amber. I don't know who Camille is, but it sounds like it should be Johnny Depp's lawyer. Uh, otherwise... There's probably a problem or a breach in security. But, you know, hey, man, what do I know? Most of my legal expertise is uh, is uh, resigned to stuff like old episodes of Night Court and, of course, the second half of Law and Order. Anything like I learned more law from Jack McCoy than like I think I ever could at like Toro College. Um. So yeah, let's do some housekeeping, shall we? All right, so top 20. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a new top 20 out. I I guess i got to run the advertising on that. I don't think I've done that. Uh, new new to top 20. Two, ugh. There's a new top 20 out today, uh, and it's the one where I talk about why we all know exactly one Supreme Court case, or at least exactly one Supreme Court case, and we all know the same. I also talk about why the Supreme Court isn't your friend and wasn't designed to be so. Uh, and I did talk about like what I consider to be Obama's biggest mistake and why protesting is pointless at this point uh, on the Roe v. Wade issue, at least. Um, I'm, 
That has not changed. No level of uh, sickness will alter that. If you're out protesting what Samuel Alito has to say about Roe v. Wade, you are wasting your afternoon. I would much rather see you in a voting registration office or cutting PSAs or something for for, for the cause that you believe in. Because uh, that, that is pointless. Supreme Court justices do not care what you have to say. And honestly, I don't even know that they care what their parties have to say anymore because it seems like the trend over the years is that once they're kind of in, they just like lose party. That was actually what was really good about the Supreme Court. I mean, yeah, they're they're narrow and conservative, not conservative like political party, just conservative in judgment and stuff, which makes sense if you follow the history of the Supreme Court. But they tend to not stick with the presidents that have um, – have put them in the difference is like the, the the trump appointees seem real real trumpian and i don't I, i'm almost wondering at this point if trumpian is a, a trump is actually the problem like i don't i don't think he is like honestly i think trump was just representative of the symptom if that makes sense like i honestly don't know anymore if, if like trump ruined everything or just like galvanized a, an ideology and i'm starting to think that 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 might actually be it but uh, again i'm a little loopy and i'm on some cold and flu stuff so if i don't make if i'm if i'm making less sense than normal there's really a reason and that's kind of okay but like what have we really come to expect on this show uh also in other uh strangerhood tv uh chris waterbury has a new snare drum collection video out so be sure to check that out there's a full interview with mike zimmer he's the so what festival guy and i believe the boys are heading out so fast so what fest this weekend so i wish them luck and i hope to god they can get on their return flight because that seems to be kind of a common thing these days that people can't do i hope you guys have a really uh, good time. uh they have seven questions with rachel sterling she's a comedian and they also have seven questions with dylan from dino skate park i assume about his new record and the new dino skate park or the dino skate park ep release show uh the very one that dylan insisted that he wanted us to play on with him and then just i never heard a single word about it and also it looks like the same shit's going down with neon skyline i can still hear joey's voice like yeah i definitely want you on this like this would be awesome and i'm i didn't hear a goddamn thing so just more more of that shit that i was complaining about like a week or two ago about people being like yeah man totally we want to do this and then when like push comes to shove it's like guess you don't want to do this like don't bother wasting my time and jerking me off to like tell me these things like don't just don't stop stop doing this stop telling me how important me and my band are to you when clearly when push comes to shove and uh you know in time for action you just don't seem to give a shit so stop wasting my time you like you're all you're doing is proving like what a shit friend you actually are by just lying to my face and then not having the balls to actually come forward and say anything about it like i don't i don't like it and i I, I I lose respect for people real fast, and that's super like that is the super slide way to do it. So if you really want me to lose respect for you, tell me how much you want me on a particular show. Then don't even bother to ask me about it, and then don't say shit about it. Like in case I just forgot, because you know what? I don't forget that stuff. I've never forgotten. And it's not about grudges; it's about business. And it's about relationships. Like if you're gonna lie to me in business, well then you can't be trusted in business. Like, yeah, that's some housekeeping. Probably wouldn't have said anything if I wasn't feeling all loopy, but I did. So, um, yeah, Risibly Diary is live, June twenty fifth. Tickets are on sale. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about that during the uh, rest of the show because I have some questions I want to ask 
uh, the people in the sound of my uh, talking voice and see what they think about things because it's still kind of ongoing. We've set a price point and we are flooding it with extras um, in order to make that price point worth it. Uh, and I hope people appreciate that. It's it's weird because we're not playing in a bar, so we're bringing stuff in. And instead of like you know drink tickets and stuff like that, I don't want to do that. I just got I much rather pay one price. I think anybody that's ever been to like Adventureland or Great Adventure can appreciate that kind of stuff. And we're basically fast passing everybody because that's what we're doing. So like nobody's getting the shit ticket like every ticket's a good one but i will tell you there's currently like we're only we're only selling 45 and it might actually end up being 40 because we might have to cover crew and i don't know i don't need to get into it now but i will get into it during the show because i do want some uh, uh thoughts and opinions from anybody that would be listening but that, that would be cool we can talk about that but i'll need everybody's actual attention and yes tickets went on sale last night uh well no what i published the event last night uh, and I didn't announce it yet. Like, I'm announcing it right now, and then I'll actually start announcing it uh, social media-wise later today or tomorrow. Uh, but I am letting people know uh, now. But again, I do want to talk to you guys about that, so I will do that in a little while. Um, other stuff that's going on in the world, uh, 89 North, uh, us, Craving Strange, and Mickey Licks and Giovanna are going to be doing that. That's uh, July 8th. And then July 9th, we're at the Queen's Rock Fest in Forest Hills Park. It's going to be us and Oren and Reality Suite and a couple other bands. Uh, if you, so if you like Oren, we're actually, I think we're playing immediately after them. So it's going to be, going to be fun. I haven't played with those guys in a while and I adore those guys. As you guys know, they're like one of our, one of our BBFFs, which is band best friend forever, right? BBFF. Yeah, Oren. So that's going to be a fun show, and I'm super looking forward to that anyway. Uh, and that will be a big free show outside and stuff like that. And we will very likely not be playing anything from the Razorblade Diaries for that. But I will tell you, we are, we are working on a cool cover, and I'm excited about the cover for that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. Right. And I think I think that's it for housekeeping, right? Yeah, housekeeping. Uh, um, sorry, just checking out the chat. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I don't think it's going to sell out immediately. It's a high price ticket, um, but like I said, like we're throwing a lot at it. So you got to kind of figure out like what you would spend it a night because there is no way to spend extra money. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So we're kind of just trying to max it out. But again, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a little feverish. Sorry, <laughs> am I paling up? Like, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm starting to lose my voice, and I've got a runny nose. So, things are looking up. <laughs> I feel like I just found my opening blurb. <laughs> Can't take my sense of humor. Yeah, that's true. So, um, here's what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk briefly about it, because, honestly... Did anybody ever hear anybody say, like, they're at their wit's end and stuff like that? Like, that's kind of where I'm at with this uh, and kind of, like, gun stuff in this country. Like, I don't I don't even know that I have an opinion on it anymore because I just don't. Like, I, I read a lot. I take into account a lot of, um, you know, opinions. And uh, I just, I know that so many people have an agenda when it comes to guns and gun safety. And... I, I I feel like over over the past I was gonna say the past couple of years, but it's really like over the past several tragedies, really the shootings, 
And I do, first of all, I love when people push back and say, like, no, eight people getting killed isn't a man, mass shooting. It was just like an argument or whatever happened. Like, dude, I don't, it's like you're not listening. Like, no, nobody cares. You know, like, it's, like, I understand, right? Like, if people, what's that thing from the wire? Like, if you people are in the game, like, if you're in the game, like, that's the game. Like, yeah, I get that. And if only people that were, you know, playing and dabbling in that were the ones that got killed, like, I honestly don't know that anybody would care. And I always thought for years, like, all the violence that would, all the gun violence that was going on, like, in the Bronx or in Brooklyn and stuff like that, like, did I say Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Bronx and Brooklyn, like, like anytime there's, like, gang-related, like, I feel like nobody, I feel like nobody really cares, right? It's And it's not like they don't care, but it's like, it's okay, if that makes sense. Like, it feels like... If you're playing this game, like if you're if you're a gambler and you're out gambling and you win some and you lose some, I feel like yeah, that's okay, right? And then when it goes too far, people get concerned. They you know they, they intervene and stuff like that. But like I feel like if you're dealing in guns and drugs and gangs, like not that it's okay, but like that's the the game you chose, right? Like I play guitar and I uh, code software. Right, like the likelihood that I'm going to get carpal tunnel syndrome at some point or a few points during my life, super high. Right, like just super high. I mean, not like chronic masturbator high, but like, you know, guitar player high. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Right, like that's kind of like an expected thing. And I think that the thing that really concerns people, like I know the thing has been bothering me the most about what, like what's been going on in in the city, and it's just like, and it's my first thought, and I kind of feel bad about this, but like. Yo, can't any of these motherfuckers, like, learn to shoot? Like, what does it actually take to learn how to shoot? Said from somebody that doesn't know how to shoot, by the way. But, like, some of the, like, there is some of the worst aim in the world going on in New York City. And I think that that's a huge problem. Like, if you don't know how to shoot, like, don't shoot in New York City. Like, you're going to hit a bystander. I think that's the problem. I mean, I think that 11-year-old girl that just died in the city or the Bronx, uh, like, if that had been a 21-year-old gangbanger, I think nobody would have cared. And I feel bad because his mom would have lost a son, like, you know, his sister would have lost a brother. And I feel like that's tragic uh, and that's sad and stuff like that. But I feel like if that's, you know, if that's the game you're in, like, that's the game you're in. Like, you know who wasn't out there, like, causing a problem? That 11-year-old girl. And it was only because they don't know how to shoot. Um, so, like... I feel like that's a huge problem with, with guns just in general. And that's not even talking about, like, mass school shootings. Like, I, there's there's so much to think about, like the mass school shootings. Um, I do want to point out a couple of things that I have noticed in my very, very light level of following the story because... I, like I said, I don't, I don't really have a stance anymore because, like, there's just... There's no point. Like, you're not, you're never going to get no guns. It's not going to happen in the United States. Our Constitution basically ruled that out. And there's, there's no way. Like, when you go through it, you start reading, like, I mean, not to say that Starry Decides is going to be, like, uh, removed from, like, any of, you know, precedent on gun stuff, because clearly they can do that for women uh, and women's rights. But the, the Second Amendment all but guarantees that you're, like, it's worded that way, and, you know, the Founding Fathers weren't perfect, and I don't necessarily know that they would have gotten a different amendment in if they knew that you could get, like, an AR-15 and kill 30 people. I think, to be perfectly honest with you, I think the Southerners in the Constitutional Convention that were writing that stuff up would have been like, we don't care. 
In fact, awesome. We, we all need it. I mean, they had just fought the British. They were about to fight the British again. They were fighting uh, Native Americans all the time. Uh, and they needed, and they didn't have, like, you know, they barely had a standing army. They didn't really have, you know, like, what do you, like, we've all seen Westerns, right? Like, there like there was a marshal, right? And he was usually corrupt or a sheriff or something like that. Like, you needed guns back then. There were raids. There were criminals and stuff like that. Like, you, like if you told somebody in, like, 1873 Colorado that we're going to take your guns away, they would have been like, absolutely not. And I would have been the first one to back them up because they would have been, like, attacked by, you know, people, outlaws, uh, like I said, Native Americans, like uh, other, like other people. Like, I mean, just, so I don't necessarily know, like, cause people are like, well, you know, the founding fathers never knew this. I, I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think it would have mattered because the rationale is the same, right? Like, but <clears throat> as much as it was written to have a standing militia, like it didn't say only, <laughs> the right to bear arms <laughs> like and that's so i don't think we're ever going to get rid of guns in this country and it's funny because one of the things that people point to a lot is uh switzerland and switzerland um switzerland has like a really low gun rate considering most of the country has guns and people love to point at stuff like that statistics like that without pointing out like the rest of the statistics so in case you're going to hear that most of the weekend which is completely likely i have done a little research and this is all stuff like i think we probably all knew but i just put it onto a single page so i can just read it to you oh man so here's the thing like the the, the deal with the swiss is that um there's like eight million or maybe nine million people in there and there's like two million people who own guns but also, Swiss, the Swiss have mandatory military service, much like Israel, much like a lot of countries. And I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I've, I've always thought it was a good idea to you know spend a couple years serving your country. You learn a lot about patriotism. You learn a lot about diligence. Uh, and you learn a lot about work. And you actually learn how to hold and fire a weapon, which I think is super important. I mean, do I want a draft in our country? Like, no, I think we should be done with wars, but like, that's not going to happen in my lifetime either. Uh, but because of that, um, of those 2 million people, a very significant percentage of those people are police, <laughs> people in the active military, and people that are in retired military. Because in Switzerland, when you retire out of the military, you get the option to buy your gun. It's your gun. You know, we've all seen that this is, there are many guns like it, but this one is mine. Like, you get to buy your gun. And that's one of the reasons, because all men, ser- all able-bodied men serve in Switzerland, and they all get the opportunity to buy their gun afterwards. Why wouldn't you? Like, why, like, I would, in a heartbeat, in, in, a, in a heartbeat, as pacifist as I am, I would absolutely buy my gun that I just use for teams, right? So, that is a lot of things about um, Switzerland that I think is important that gets left out. So, we have people that are actively... Uh, working for the government, basically their own guns, people that have previously used it. And and most importantly, there are people that are trained on using their specific gun, right? So they have guns. That's, that's fine. But here's a couple other things that you may not know. Swiss authorities decide on a local level to give people gun permits. They also keep a log of everyone who owns a gun in their region known as a camp. Though hunting rifles and, uh, and some semi-automatic long arms are exempt from the permit requirement. But Cantonal police don't take their duty doling out gun licenses lightly. They might consult a psychiatrist or talk with authorities in other cantons where a prospective gun buyer has lived before to vet the person. 
That's super important. I don't know if you know this, but it was only a couple of years ago that New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut got together to share their database on likely bad people to own guns, like domestic domestic abuse cases. Like you could you could beat your wife in New York, and you could go to New Jersey and go buy a gun, and they couldn't tell that you were a, a, a domestic abuser. Like to me, like. I don't understand why we don't have a federal database for that kind of stuff. Like, I was shocked that this was news. I was like, wow, why are they getting their own? Oh, because one doesn't exist nationally. Like, that's, to me, that's what it is. And then they go in further. Like, Swiss laws are designed to prevent anyone who's violent or incompetent from owning a gun. Yeah, man. Like, that should be rule number one. Violent and incompetent. You can't own a gun. Sucks to be you, but you can't own a gun. I, I like that. People who have been convicted of a crime or have an alcohol or drug addiction aren't allowed to buy guns in Switzerland. Are you kidding me? They're making so much sense. I'm about to start appreciating the Swiss all of a sudden. The law also states that anyone who, quote, expresses a violent or dangerous attitude won't be permitted to own a gun. Oh, so if you post, like, a manifesto about, like, the Great Replacement Theory and you're going to kill a bunch of black people in Buffalo, we can come take your gun? Sounds like a good idea to me. Like, I that... that that seems completely reasonable to me. Gun owners who want to carry their weapon for, quote, defensive purposes also have to prove they can properly load, unload, and shoot their weapon and must pass a test to get a license. That's like a road test. I've been equating guns to cars for probably like 10, 15 years at this point, including insurance on those guns, by the way, which everyone always laughs at me for. It's like, I think I think we should have insurance on guns. When you buy a gun, you have to have insurance on it. Yeah, it's an extra cost. It sucks. But maybe it goes to, like, I don't know, some super fund that, like, you know, can pay off damages to these things. But more importantly than that, what is the first thing? Or, sorry. What is the second thing you do after your car gets stolen? First thing is you report it to police. What is the very second thing? You cancel your insurance on it. You know why? Because insurance is so goddamn expensive that you don't want to waste the moment paying insurance for something you no longer have and if you have your gun that gets stolen or lost or you sell it you cancel that insurance then we need to know where that gun went you know i mean like i've watched enough ncis to know that abby shudo could probably pull anything she wants from a bullet or a gun but like wouldn't it be a little easier to kind of know where that gun is just saying Also, Switzerland is one of the richest, healthiest, and by some measures, happiest countries in the world, which, of course, drops gun violence. Uh, Switzerland, however, <laughs> however, and this is not something you're going to hear in any argument from the NRA. This was at the bottom of the article. I was actually surprised about it. Switzerland still has one of the highest rates of gun violence in Europe, and most gun deaths in the country are suicides. Around the world, stronger gun laws have been linked to fewer gun deaths. That has even that has been that has even been the case in Switzerland too. We're never going to get rid of guns, but I have no problem having super strict gun laws. But I will say, like as I was just perusing, and I really wasn't engaging. It's not something I can. It's not something I can handle in my present physical condition, for starters. But like. As I was kind of perusing just to see, like, what people were thinking about, like, the gun violence in Texas. Like, they just killed 21 people. I mean, obviously, everyone's blaming the the dude who apparently had no history of mental illness. Although, he did buy a gun for his, like, 18th birthday and some body armor and stuff like that. But I will say that everyone, not everyone, most everyone on the right is saying, like, well, if everybody had guns, then this wouldn't have happened. And I'm like, we're really doubling down on this. If everybody had guns, we'd be safer. Like, that's exactly what we're saying. 
Well, to that point, I would like to say that if everyone had guns and we'd truly be safer, President Trump is giving a speech for the NRA in Houston this week. And you know what the Secret Service just did? They banned everybody from having guns there. Guess it's going to be really unsafe for the orange giant, huh? See, when I complain about people on the right and their hypocrisy, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You can't tell me that everybody's going to be safer if everybody has guns. And then when your Fuhrer comes down to give a speech in Houston, nobody can have guns because that's not safe. That's direct hypocrisy. That is 100% hypocrisy. Hypocritical. Jesus Christ. I'm just going to go to sleep on my mic. show can go on without me. show must go on. They never said anything about the host. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to get some tea with some honey. And then we're going to talk more like way later. Like not right now, but like way later. Who wants some data remember? Me? I do. 